Welcome to Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? As entrepreneurs, we spend a disproportionate amount of time outside of our comfort zone, don't we? And we're often called to do things that scare us. And if you're building a conscious business, you understand that growth is the journey. And if you really want to be strategic about it, then you condition yourself to keep your eyes wide open for growth opportunities. And when you see them, you lean in and find a way to do what scares you. So today I want you to understand your relationship with fear. When you encounter fear, do you see it as a red light, a green light, or maybe somewhere in the middle like amber? So here's a look at what you're gonna learn today. First, we're gonna talk about how entrepreneurship is a crazy wild ride. In our second segment, we're gonna talk about your relationship with fear. And then in our last segment, you're going to learn about edge behavior and how it can help you recognize your fear. But first, I want to start with a story. Hey, have you ever been on a roller coaster? Do you love them or do you avoid them? Or maybe you have fond memories about going on them as a child, but now that you're a little bit older, you don't feel quite as drawn to them as you used to be. Think about it. Do you love thrill rides? Or maybe you have certain boundaries around them, like you'll go on the ones where you're seated, but maybe not the ones where you have to stand. Or you're okay to go really fast, but you don't like to go upside down. We all have a limit of what is and isn't acceptable for us, and it's completely normal for this to change over time. And whether you love them or you avoid them, roller coasters are full of adventure, aren't they? And what makes them adventurous is all that contrast, right? They creep up a slope really slow and steady, and then you're dropped down really fast and really steep. They go along a flat surface, and then there's a really big incline. They're literally designed to shock us, and the entire thrill is all about the anticipation and about being surprised. And the first time that you try out a new roller coaster, Well, it's an adventure to see what it's all about, to get that first time thrill, to see if you can handle it or not. And if you like it, you might ride it again and again. I remember as a kid getting off a ride, loving it so much, we would literally turn around and go right back into the lineup to ride it over and over and over again. Even though we knew exactly what to expect on the ride, every single drop and twist and turn, we still wanted to ride it over and over again. Sometimes we would try to switch it up a bit, you know, see if the experience could get even better. Like maybe we'd sit in a different part of the cart, you know, try to be at the very front or try to do the ride with your eyes closed or maybe letting go and raising your hands up over your head just to see if it could get a little bit more terrifying. Each time you're experiencing the exact same ride, but from a slightly different perspective. And this can make it a little bit easier or it can make it harder. Now with roller coasters, 
most of us are taken to a place where we're pushed out of our comfort zone emotionally and sometimes maybe even physically. We're poked, we're prodded, we're teased, we're tormented. And the crazy thing is, it's something that we totally sign up for. And most of us love them. We not only go on roller coasters, but we actually pay money to be on them, don't we? And sometimes we even line up for hours to get that thrill of the roller coaster experience. So if roller coasters are so scary and so emotionally and physically challenging, why do we continue to go on them? Think about it. Why do you say yes? Is it the adrenaline rush? Is it the thrill? Is it the sense of accomplishment maybe? So I want you to humor me. I want to ask you how much you love going on roller coasters. On a scale of 1 to 10, what would you say? Is it a 10? Is it a 2? <laughs> Maybe it's a 0? In this moment, if you had to stop what you were doing and then buckle in for a roller coaster ride right now, would you do it? Or would you need time to mentally prepare? Would you need to psych yourself up for it? Would you need to plan and research what it was like? Go ahead and take a second right now and think about what your relationship with roller coasters is. Are you ready to go? Or do you feel like there's some hesitation and some questions that you need to ask? And now I want you to go back a few years to when you were a kid. What was your relationship with roller coasters then? Was it the same? Was it more scary when you were younger or are you more willing to go on one now? Did you seek it out or did you try to avoid it? I want you to take note of how you view this because this is something that we're going to reference back to later in the episode. So the other day I was thinking that what is the journey of an entrepreneur if not one big wild roller coaster ride, isn't it? You don't ever start your roller coaster ride at the scariest point, do you? There's often a buildup, just like with a business. When you first start out, you're just easing into things, you're getting things set up and established, and for some people, the hardest part seems like it is making the decision to set up the business. But from that point on, it always gets even more fun and more challenging. On your roller coaster ride, there's a lot of really big highs and there's also really big lows. And so too is a business. There's times that are feeling really exciting and fulfilling and really meaningful. And then there's also times where you just have to be nose down and focused on the grind and doing the grunt work. I don't think any entrepreneur would ever tell you that it's all glory all the time or that every day is the same. It's constantly changing. And it's the contrast, the fast and then the slow, the peaks and the valleys that makes it so interesting. And when you think about it, the highs and the lows are totally related. The lows are needed in order to make the big highs, the exciting moments, in order to go down that big drop where you get butterflies in your tummy, you have to make up that slow crawl the other side in anticipation. And you know exactly what's coming, but even though you know what's coming, it's still thrilling, isn't it? It's what we signed up for. It's the thrill of the experience. And so too is your business. There are moments where your business is gonna just blow your mind and you're gonna be overwhelmed with excitement and fulfillment, 
but chances are that it isn't going to happen on day one. You're going to have to build up to that point before you get there. Your business is an organic entity with a soul. And once you have put in enough love, enough care, and enough attention, it will start to have a life of its own. But it will take time for you to get to that place. It will take nurturing and care and attention and trying a lot of different things until you find that perfect recipe where you get to meet demand and it allows you to do exactly what you love. I want you to think back to when you were young. Did you ever go to a theme park for the day, go on a bunch of different rides, and then at the end of the day, you reflected back and you typically had that one favorite ride. And your favorite ride might not be the same favorite ride that your friends loved, and that's perfectly normal. We all gravitate to different experiences based on our personalities. And you need to keep going on different rides and trying different things with your business until you find exactly what feels right for you. It's like finding that secret recipe for your business. When you get it right, it will thrive. And I asked you earlier to think about how much you loved roller coasters. What about you when you were a child? Is it the same now as it was then? Do you still approach them with open arms? Or are you a little bit more hesitant to go on them now? This is an important question because it can be an indicator of what your relationship with fear is. And that is exactly what I want you to focus on in this episode. So what is your relationship with fear? Do you love it and lean into it? Or do you avoid it at all costs? It's really important for you to understand what your relationship with fear is because this will determine how you will approach growth opportunities for your business. And I'm not going to give you a scorecard that tells you which way is better because I don't believe that it's that simple. There's so many different factors that go into building a successful business that it's a very complicated formula and it depends what kind of business you're building. Some will require you to be more high risk than others. However, I do want you to understand and be conscious of how you respond when you're faced with something that scares you. How do you respond to your fear? We all have fear and fear looks different to each and every one of us. And therefore how we approach fear is different and it might be different today than it was in the past. And it might be different today than it will be in the future. And this is all perfectly normal. I'm just asking you to be conscious of it and notice it. So to understand this better, I want to use an example and talk about one of my tools, personality dimension. So it's a personality profiling tool and you have to go online and take a 30 minute survey and then your results place you into one of four different personality categories. And they are represented by four different colors, either blue, green, orange, or gold. Now, I love this tool because it's really simple to understand. It's not too complicated. And you can quickly understand yourself and all the personalities around you. And when I first certified in this tool, I was taught that one personality, the resourceful orange, is the most natural to be an entrepreneur. And that is because this personality type loves a variety and adapts easily to change and makes decisions really quickly. And I do think that those are great qualities for entrepreneurs, but 
I also think it largely depends on what kind of business you are building. For example, I have a friend who is an office organizer and she loves predictability and rules and process and she's a very successful entrepreneur. And her dominant color ranking isn't resourceful orange, it's organized gold. And that is what makes her amazing in her business. So that is why I think it's dangerous for us to give lists of what makes a great entrepreneur and what doesn't. And there's two key reasons here. First, it depends what kind of business you're building. So in my example with my friend, being an office organizer requires her to be very methodical and very rules oriented and very process driven. That's what makes her excel in her business. And secondly, we're all constantly evolving and growing. As humans, we have the capacity to be dynamic and to continually reinvent. So if you want to be more open to change and you want to learn how to lean into your fear, then you, my friend, can absolutely start to do that. So I think there's a big danger in labels because sometimes we use labels to keep us stuck, to keep us in a place and allow that to be an excuse to not do the things that are slightly uncomfortable. But the starting place for you right now is to be conscious of what is your current relationship with fear. And then once you know that, you can react accordingly. And remember, because being 100% drawn to fear isn't always going to guarantee you success either, because you might be addicted to the edge, meaning that you're constantly craving something new and something different. And let's say that your business is at a point that it requires you to be very disciplined and very focused and very consistent with something so that you can really measure how successful it is. But if you're addicted to the edge, meaning you just want to run around and do new things, exciting things all the time, then this might hinder your success. So see why it's a little bit confusing. There's no perfect personality for being an entrepreneur. The more important thing is to be conscious about what you're good at and what you struggle with, about what you love doing and what you might try to avoid. And this is the beautiful process of being conscious. You get to take an inventory of where you are and what type of growth is needed from you. This is conscious business and this is recognizing that growth is the process. And this is a perfect point to share one of my favorite quotes from Reid Hoffman. Starting a business is like jumping off a cliff and assembling a plane on the way down. Now I love this quote because it perfectly captures the essence and the importance of learning in a pressure cooker as an entrepreneur. Growth and personal development aren't optional like when you have a job. You have to grow at a rapid rate and you have to do it immediately to make your business succeed. So I'll share that quote again. Starting a business is like jumping off a cliff and assembling a plane on the way down. In this segment, I want to dig a little bit deeper, and I want to help you really understand your relationship with fear. And for this, I want to talk about your edge behavior, which is just a fancy way of saying, how do you react when you have to do something that you're scared of or that you are resisting? How do you typically respond? What is your go-to behavior or your edge behavior? 
Here's some examples of edge behavior. Nervous laughter, going blank, changing the topic or avoiding, being confused, being frozen or stuck, fidgeting or being uncomfortable, and fight or flight. Now, knowing what your edge behavior is, is very important for a few reasons. First, when you get really conscious about how you act when you're being pushed out of your comfort zone, this will give you an idea of what you can do to make it easier or to be more compassionate with yourself. There's many different edge behaviors that I named, but we all tend to have certain ones that we use, either one of them or we typically pick a couple that are our favorites. And second, when you become conscious of what your edge behavior is, you know to always keep an eye out for it because then in the future, when you notice this specific behavior in yourself, you will notice what you are doing to be outside of your comfort zone. This is how you figure out what your relationship with fear is because your edge behavior shows up in that moment and you can notice how you're responding to the task at hand. For me, my go-to edge behavior is nervous laughter, which I'm sure you've heard before. It kind of comes up whenever I'm resisting something or I notice that there's something that makes me a little bit nervous. I have that really, really awkward laugh. And so now I've conditioned myself over the years to observe it. So whenever I see it, I know that there's something here that is scaring me or that I'm trying to avoid. So here are four other common ways that you might react when you are faced to do something that you are scared of. The first is avoiding. And this is when we magically come up with a reason to justify not taking action. This is very common with entrepreneurs. And it's usually some sort of lie that we tell ourselves like, you know, I don't really want to do it. And we pretend and we ignore that calling in our heart. The second is responding with shiny object-itis, which is where you quickly switch to a new project to avoid doing the hard things or the uncomfortable things that you have to face with your current project. The third way is retreating to your comfort zone. So when fear is standing in front of you, you quickly seek out to find something that is a little bit more comfortable, like a task that isn't challenging. and. The problem with that is that we tend to rely on doing the things that don't really move the dial, that won't really have an impact with our business. And lastly, leaping with a blindfold. Sometimes we react in an overly enthusiastic way to add new projects to our plate, and we leap simply because there's an opportunity to leap into something new. And I know this sounds like a good thing to be open to new opportunities, But the disadvantage is that sometimes we leap too soon without weighing the consequences and thinking things through properly. This is one of my biggest challenges is whenever I see new opportunities, I want to take them on because I know they'll be amazing and I know they'll have a huge impact, but I don't always take the time to assess what's currently on my plate. Do I have time to add that in? So we might not realize that saying yes, just because it's an exciting opportunity, isn't always the best thing for us because there's too many other things that we have going on right now. 
Remember, we all have fear, no matter where you are in life, no matter how quote unquote successful you are or accomplished you are, we all have fear about something. But the things that we are afraid of are different. So what's scary for me might not feel scary for you. Building a business is a lot of work, but it's more than just a sheer volume of work that you have to do with, say, a job. You're also managing the big picture strategy and the bottom line, and you're growing and you're learning at an accelerated rate. And so the quicker that you can learn to recognize your fear and you can understand your relationship with fear, the easier it is going to be for you to react. Sometimes when you recognize that a situation is calling out a fear in you, this might be a sign that you need to lean in and do the thing that scares you. And sometimes, if you're feeling fear, it might be a sign that something else needs to change. So maybe your business needs to slow down or recalibrate. Remember how we talked about edge goals and how when we do new things, it takes more energy than doing things that are within our comfort zone. And this causes us to have a growth hangover. Well, if you're experiencing too much fear in all areas of your business, maybe it's time to recalibrate and change something. So I want to leave you with an inquiry. I want you to think about your relationship with fear. Do you see fear as a green light, a red light, or maybe an amber light? What is your relationship with fear? Knowing what it is and being conscious about it and how you react when you're facing something scary is really something strategic to know about yourself. And it's time to start wrapping up this episode on fear. I hope you enjoy this episode and really take the time to understand your relationship with fear. I hope that you become more conscious about it and also observe your edge behavior, whatever that happens to be. And a quick reminder that this Friday, August the 19th, is the deadline to apply for one of my mastermind groups. You have a few more days left to submit an application. So if you want more details, send me an email. Don't be shy. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Remember that being an entrepreneur is the most intense form of personal development you will ever go through. So be patient and be kind to yourself. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it. Mm